Welcome to Enlightenment of Change with Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Here's Connie. Welcome to Enlightenment of Change on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know I'm happy that you're here. So as you listen to the show week in and week out, listen, man, I get it. When you hear that word change or change is thrust upon you, again, whether it's personal or professional, doesn't matter. Sometimes we go into a panic and a tailspin. So one of the key skills I think that's important as we navigate change, and again, you fill in the blank for what's happening in your life, we have to communicate more effectively. So to help you navigate the change that's happening in your life, you'll find in the show notes, I have a link to my communication style assessment. With that, you will get two reports. First report will spotlight your just natural superpowers of how your message is being received by the other humans, right? Because that's who we communicate, the other humans in your orbit. Flip side, your lowest score, you will receive a report spotlighting how your message might be being received by those that communicate 180 degrees different than us. To me, that's the more important um, or valuable uh, report because it really spotlights that uh, that blind spot. So that's my gift to you. Please download it. Please use it. And I hope I hope it really helps you navigate change with a little bit more ease and grace. Now, my motivational quote, just to get our brains in the vibe of what the conversation um, that my guests and I are going to have today is by Bob Alord. And Bob says, the great things about AI is that it can predict and learn in real time what the audience will be receptive to. So we can create a great value exchange between the brand and the consumer in ways we couldn't do before. Now, when I started my career a thousand years ago, uh, we were what we called analog. For you young people, go look up that word. And the internet, believe it or not, had truly just been introduced to the world. And let me tell you, understanding it, if you could even afford a computer, had a truly steep learning curve because it seemed like really an alien invention. And then everything within it was an alien um, communication or an alien language. Well, today's topic interests me to a great deal as a person in business for over those 23 years, having to constantly learn how to leverage this digital world that we are in now. And more importantly, I think the new wave of the AI in business and marketing is paramount for us to stay relevant um, for the future. So my guest and I, were really going to dig in and he's going to provide insight on how businesses can leverage data new technologies, and the strategic approaches to drive tangible results. So who is this amazing guest, you ask? Glad you did. His name is Reggie James. Now, Reggie is a distinguished expert in marketing and digital strategy, renowned for driving transformative results for organizations. With over three decades of experience, Reggie's uh, witnessed and actively contributed to the elevation I can't talk today, kids. Uh, He's contributed to the evolution of digital marketing, playing a pivotal role in shaping business models in today's digital-driven landscape. His expertise extends beyond traditional strategies, incorporating cutting-edge technologies like AI, analytics, and brand elevation. So please help me welcome the brilliant Reggie to the show. So Reggie, thanks for being on. Tony, thank you very much. What an introduction. That is is quite something. Um, I couldn't have written it better myself. Aww. That's absolutely uh, fascinating, uh, what you were saying there about uh, 20 years ago. And I have to agree with you. I think the only constant in life is change. Amen. Uh, there, nothing uh, stays still. Nothing lasts forever. 
And uh, thank goodness in many ways, because there is uh, what would life be if things just stayed the same? Uh, but I think that embracing change is a one way of actually feeling less anxious about just the quote that you gave. There's a very, very enlightening quote, I have to say, that you if you embrace change like AI, everyone's talking about AI, AI is everything. I'm I'm old enough to remember when everyone put a dot com after a everything That's and, right. and uh That's right. and it went boom and then it went bust and then everything <laughs> went there and i've been on recent podcasts where people have asked me about those things you know it's it's kind of like uh i feel like a grandfather telling stories around the fire sometimes um because i've been in business uh quite some time it's it can be a blessing and a curse but but like you connie um you have to keep uh, abreast of what's going on you have to embrace change. And yeah, I am delighted to be on your show. And I'm really looking forward to giving your listeners and your viewers something that they can go away with, something practical. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, so, um, yeah, so great. So I'm going to gonna ask you some questions. But before I start, mm. I just want to say I, I agree with what you said changes is a constant and you can it's it you can't you can't avoid it it it, it is what it is right sometimes mm. we choose it sometimes it's thrust upon us the important thing though and with the ai and me being in business for so long here's the deal i think it's a great time to be in business because i can do so much more i have a bigger platform i have bigger followers than i could ever have even began to grasp or uh, grow you know 23 years ago when i started my business so it's a different world sometimes it's overwhelming right to learn but at the end of the day i think it's an exciting time to be alive but also to be in business so you have been in business um, for or in the digital marketing realm or marketing career for over 30 years. How has the landscape again, like you said, the grandfather around the, the around the uh, the fire. But <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, has, yeah. Yes. how has the landscape oh, evolved and what are some of the key lessons that you've learned along the way that people today can implement and use? Great question, Connie. I think that there's I think in many ways we've gone full circle. Uh, you talked about analog there, and those of us who remember an analog world, we are finding that digital, um, and digital is a very broad church. You yes. know, it covers a multitude of sins, and everything is digital anyway. But having an analog approach means that you have a completely different viewpoint to an only digital world. So, what do I mean by that? Uh, the evolving landscape really is has accelerated since the likes of so if, if i go back a little bit i started with in the publishing world and the publishing world in, in those days when you'd walk into a, a shop a news agents and there were like a thousand pc magazines on the on the on the walls and everything else like that i used to sell advertising to those so i used to sell to advertising agencies and worked worked in the publishing world when the internet came around and there were new business models, the people who could really understand um, how to monetize those particular models were people from the publishing world because they had access to all the advertising agencies. Ah. So the heads of Yahoo, the heads of Lycos, AOL, all those other people, the commercial heads, had a history within 
the publishing world because they understood how to monetize uh, those particular sectors. You could not sell advertising on the internet uh, like an airtime. You know, if you were radio or TV, it had to be very much uh, all about cost per thousand page impressions, CPMs, uh, cost per melee, uh, as the, as it's still used today, cost per click, cost per thousand. And, and that's how it all kind of evolved. So I, for my sins, when I moved into the digital world, worked for a company which you you know you're probably far too young to remember, but a company called AltaVista uh, out of um, uh, Palo Alto out there, and I helped launch it in in Europe. And I was looking after big brands like Hewlett Packard and all these kind of these, these huge brands and Compaq and things like that, and dealing with their agencies. And all they wanted to do was sell sell stuff online. It was the holy grail. We don't need salespeople anymore. Mm-hmm. People are going to go to the thing it was it was actually michael dell of dell computers who started the you know direct model way before amazon and stuff like that who said well actually do we need stores do we need to sell our machines there we'll just put it up but guess what people wanted to talk to people yeah and they wanted to pick up the phone they wanted to you know and that still remains the the thing today i talked to lots of uh cx uh customer experience people and software people in that in that arena and they say the biggest thing is about choice if you want to do something online great but if you want somebody's a human to come up and talk to you then there's also that but again with chatbots and ai coming in these machines are learning so quickly that i was recently uh being demoed uh by a software company a wonderful company called Illyrian. And they were showing me, and I thought it was a human on the other end of the, um, on the other end. It was so good. It had a voice. It was understanding my questions. It was pausing in the right way. It wasn't just like, I, I, I you know, those kind of things. So the, the, you know, Space Odyssey, Blade Runner, all those sci-fi films, they are becoming, these are the things that are changing. It's, it's the acceleration of change yeah. that's yeah. very hard for people to catch up. But if you go back, you'll no- notice that, you know, people said, oh, TV's going to die. No one's going to watch television anymore. Well, they do watch it, but they watch it in a different way. Oh, people aren't going to go to the cinema anymore because of Netflix. Well, they, guess what? They do. And they, but they're going to watch it in a different way. We as humans want the interaction. We want the tactile touch. And that's why I have no fear of AI. Uh, we should never fear what what what's coming around the corner because we as humans also want the human thing to the point where I was actually on another podcast and we discussed that uh, the online dictionary, Merriam-Webster, the word of the year for 2023 last year was authenticity, authentic. People are looking for something that's real. Yeah. In a world of AI, in a world yeah. of... Uh, you know, all these weird and wonderful things and people wearing headsets and then with virtual realities, people want people, but they want them to be authentic. They want them to be real. And it goes to your point, which you said earlier, as long as you do something that's genuine and authentic and is part of of what you're doing, that is a a number one thing. People know when something is, when they're being sold to. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, so all of those things, all of those things have to come back. And there's all those different building blocks. When we talk to clients, we look at all those different components that make up uh, their business, 
um, not just marketing, but um, because the marketing has to lead to sales. What is the interaction of that's of right. the touch points? That's all right. of these different things. So they're a bit like the odd couple, if you remember Walter Matter and all those, yeah. those guys. But um, again, I'm showing my but but the point being, they are strange bedfellows. They need each other. Yes. It's a strange relationship. But the I'm finding that on marketing calls now, the CRO, and we work in a very much in a B2B tech space, we're finding that the CRO, the, the chief revenue officer or a sales director or head of sales, is now getting involved on the calls because they want to understand the marketing message. Right. And equally, I say, and I don't know if you're finding this, Connie, but also we 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 find that um the CMOs, the chief marketing officers, uh, which is again changing a lot, especially in the consumer space. And especially if you uh Forbes wrote a great article about about CMOs roles changing and some of them actually going. Um because the world has changed. Um yeah. the, the the lines have blurred uh, a lot. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm finding in organizations. The higher, the bigger the organization, the more confused they are, yeah. the more um, uh, challenges they face in terms of actually understanding actually who they are. Yeah. And I, I want to comment on that because I, I play in the corporate space. Most of my clients mm. are, are corporations. And um, it it's funny because before we started recording, um, Reggie and I were talking about you know, marketing and sales. So I meet people uh, often and they'll say to me, um, oh, marketing and sales. And I, I, I stop them immediately. And I say, I could tell if your messaging is off based on what you're telling me. And I look at your marketing, I could say, well, you're attracting the wrong client. But on the same token, I don't know how to fix it. And I don't want to fix it. That is not my world. That is not my zone of genius. I hire people for myself with that. And then also I shared with Reggie, which I think is important based on what he's sharing within these bigger organizations, especially um, the chief marketing officer. I have one client, uh, the CEO is just brilliant. Her name happens to be Josephine. And so yes. we're building a sales culture. Really, it's a call, we're calling it more of a client journey culture, right? Because it's got to be about mm. the client, whether it's marketing or sales or AI, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, everything we do has to be with the client in mind. So because she's such a, she's just such a great dynamic leader, but she gets the vision of how do we move people forward in this case to honor where the clients are in their journey. And it happens to be a bank. Well, fast forward. She has all the executive staff coming through the training so that we can build it because it's, it's multidimensional, right? But mm. the, and the chief marketing officer, Jeff is his name, who I adore. Mm. He'll at the end of a class, he'll say to me, Oh my gosh, I just learned so much. And in the flip side, I say to him, Oh my gosh, I learned so much about what you're marketing because marketing and sales execution are two different things that you're right. They're, they're bedfellows. They have to yeah. be married. They have to work together. But what mm -hmm. happens is marketing does market research. They go out and they create. Meanwhile, the sales team is internally right meeting with clients and it could be two very different things because Filling out a survey and having a conversation, we can dig a little bit deeper and truly find out where are our employees struggling or what are their frustrations or what are their fears, whatever it might be. And then can my organization help and satisfy that situation? But if the two departments or divisions aren't communicating, we're mismessaging, we're wasting resources, we're wasting time and money. And 
and it's impacting, I don't care how we shake, shake and bake it, but you're impacting the bottom line because now the client, we're either attracting the wrong client or it's misinformation where they're not really sure if I can help them or not, or my organization can help them or not. So I like that your, um, your understanding of that and that when you come into these organizations, you're like, whoa, let's slow the roll and let's really get a good picture of what's going on in all these departments because you know, like me, they're silos. And that's why my, my, um, colleague and, and friend, Josephine, she understands that silos aren't good because we're leaving, we're wasting time, money, which means we're leaving money, profit on the table. And oh, by the way, serving our client even at a bigger level. So I I think um, having that communication when they bring you in is is really critical and really smart of the organization um, to have somebody who's an expert with. And like you said, the AI is changing so quickly. I don't care, uh, Reggie, we, we will always have salespeople because we have to have conversations. And uh, one other thing I wanted to comment on, again, you're a little younger than me, but coming through, you know, w- with technology, the dot-com bubble and then the bust and all of that, the fear is always, oh, the technology is going to replace me. Well, if I could put automation into ad- do administrative things or the automation, like when I post my social media But now that frees up the talent to do more important things or to leverage that talent so we can raise the bar and maybe deliver higher, deliver more, do more research, whatever, whatever it is that frees Mm. up that time. So I think we sometimes become short sighted and the OA is going to replace me. Well, if you're not valuable in the new world, then, yeah, you're going to get replaced. So how do you stay relevant? You have to learn. You have to evolve. And that's what AI is doing. Um, we just have to make sure what's our place or what's our partnership with it now going forward, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's one of those scenarios when we go into an organization, um, we get, you, you're spot on with the the siloed sort of culture, and I think that's that's how organizations deal with that is 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 um, is something we try and help with, but we, there's no way that we can fix marketing without understanding the business as a whole. That's so right. you and that all the different moving parts, um, you know, you never go to a doctor and say, you know, uh, hey, uh, I, I, I've got something wrong with my toe or with my finger. Well, they'll say, well, or, or, or I can't see. They'll look at you and they'll say, well, what, what is your diet like? What have you been running? Have you been? They'll need to understand all those. And it's the same with any any business. Right. You, you have to go in. You have to look at the the sales is probably the last because because they're very much sometimes at the cold face but everything's everything is is interoperable everything is important these are all cogs in a wheel that have to if you need to know you know if the ceo has a vision it's how do you bring that vision to light you know how do you make the thing happen and i think that's the um, excuse me for a second a little glug of water here Mm -hmm. (laughs) is you've got to you've got to bring it so so when we go in we ask the really hard questions that a lot of people uh can't ask you know we can have five directors in a room i can get them to write down um what their organization does what the revenue targets are and i guarantee you they're all different (laughs) right so you're thinking well hang on a minute this is at this is at the top of the tree here or senior management yeah how the hell are you, you know, if you guys don't know, how how do you expect? There's a George Bernard Shaw said the challenge with communication 
is the assumption that it has taken place. Exactly right. And 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 we all of us in sales, in marketing, and and, and I, some of the sales calls that I've listened to are, are quite um, remarkable. But there is no quick fix. Nope. Yeah. What we talk about is, when we talk to organizations is number one: do you do you really want change? You want growth, but are you willing to make the change exactly to achieve right. that growth? Yeah. We all want the six pack, but are we going to yep. get up at five in the morning and do the run? Right? <laughs> are we going to are we going to have that extra slice of pizza? And it's not a, not just about that, but it's, it's the motivation. So people want change, people want growth. We want more sales. We want better branding. We want more. Um, we we spend a lot of time at the front end qualifying our prospective clients to say, listen, if you want 30, 30 to sixty percent on your bottom line, which is what we normally give clients when you start working with them and they implement what we say over a period of time. Uh, that's a big uplift for them yeah. in terms of revenues. The, sure. Yes, they want, of course they want that, but they need to pivot. They need to change their mindset. They need to think about what they believe in. Yeah. They need to bring the, the organization with them. And it's when we go deep and we start looking at some of the, the challenges that are in there, we can see where we can see how things are. So we have a it's process. Broken. Yeah, we can see what's broken. But we need to understand. We need to say, we say to them, we need to have a, a, a diagnosis to actually understand really where you are. So we know we know where you want to get to, but, you know, and, and we can help you how to get there. But we need to understand where you are first and understand all those different you know, warts and all. We want to see everything, right. all the all of the, the hard stuff. I mean, one of the, we want to help you to to do those things because without doing it, you're never going to change. There's going to be you, your own. You're only as strong as your weakest link. That's right. And sometimes that can be marketing. Sometimes it can be sales. But nobody wants to do it. And it, we, I sometimes feel it's like we go in. Probably you yourself as well, Connie. It's like the emperor's new clothes. You have to kind of you have to say, "I'm so really sorry," but these these guys over here you know um or, or these people over here and and, it, and we but we do it in a, in a way where our process shows where the not so much where the weaknesses are it's more about saying how can we fix these areas how can sure. we bring these people so that everyone's rowing in the same direction so i think and it'd be great uh, obviously not now but maybe offline to learn more about um your how you change the sales game and what you do and and i'd love to share some of those things as well with, with you yeah as well. I, maybe I wanna, this could be another podcast uh, yeah i love it podcast. and i i do i do want to com comment though i love that you bring all the executives right all the stakeholders they have this vision whatever the corporate objective is right and you bring all the stakeholders and the executives and you ask that one question and you have all these different answers so just go downstream so now you have salespeople or you have, you know, the customer success team. If you don't have clarity, right? If we don't have clarity at the top, how can we expect our employees to have clarity when they're answering a phone or when they're meeting face to face or when they're sending out marketing material? So that of clarity. It's like we have muddy water. Somebody has to pause and say, all right, let's, let's ask the question. But, but now we're having a real conversation about, okay, you have six different answers. Doesn't matter right or wrong. Let's look at that. Let's evaluate this data. What do we really want that next trajectory mm -hmm. to be? 
but now you're using real information. And that brings me to my next question, Reggie. So you're known, right, for your expertise in leveraging data, AI, right, all the analytics in that marketing Mm -hmm. world. Can you share some just practical, I love to give practical tips, examples of how these technologies have been made, um, have made a significant impact for your client strategies, right? Because information's great, right? All opinions are great, but how do we take all that, bundle it, and then make it strategic using all of your expertise? Can you give some examples? Yeah, absolutely, I can. Um, I think the best thing to, to start with is to say that that even when you're implementing AI in your organization, then mm. that and that in itself, like when we talked about digital, that it's a, a very broad church. What do people? I can ask ten people, "What does AI mean to you?" Mm. And I'll get about twenty different answers. And it goes back to that quote that I said earlier about communication and what it means. And so many different, and what does sales mean? You know, what does sales mean to you? Oh, it's the, the guys, it's the, it's, you know, it's every, everything means it's having a unified approach. So before we do anything with anyone and talk about all this great stuff, we always have to take a step back. And what I was saying earlier is diagnose where they are mm-hmm. because you cannot, if you if you go and say oh we need ai to fix our thing it's like saying um if we buy salesforce we'll get more sales or if we use hubspot we're going to increase our sales well guess what it it ain't going to work salesforce is a crm system yes it can help you it can finesse what you're doing if you know how to use it so right. it ain't going to close the sales if you're using a sales system, if you're using Sandler, or if you're using whatever, you know, you're using different KPIs or OKRs or, or whatever it is you're using to understand what your quota is or what you're you know, we have to go all the way back, straight back down to very, very basic things, which is what is it you do? Why do you do what you do? Who do you do it for? You know? getting them to write all these things down, you know, or type these things down and send it to us, you know, and their minds are going, what do you mean? What do we do? Well, we do this. Well, what will explain it to me. What is that? What does that mean? I'm a customer. Explain to me what it is. We, we really hone in on trying to, on, on getting them to think about their value proposition, which are three or four very, very simple questions. Now, the the AI piece, Reggie, for you, are you seeing, so to me, like if I'm the CEO or I'm the CMO, right, the marketing officer, I have to be able to answer that. It's not like I could put that in chat GBT and say, so what's our mission here at Connie Whitman, you know, establishment. So how, how are you, are you finding glitches between, you you get where I'm going, right? Like I totally get where you're going. Impact. Right? Yes. So, so until you know, so the, the best way to get anything out of a generative AI. So let's, let's be clear about what we're talking about. So chat GPT is a generative AI tool. It's only as good as the prompts that you give it. Yes. And if you, if you're not clear on what you're doing and you're asking the prompts to give it, it will give you a very generic piece of fluff. Yes. Okay. Fluff. And Thank you. The, the, yeah. And there's a lot of fluff out there. Right. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of fluff out there because uh, people are, and you can see content that's written by by generative AI. It doesn't get anywhere. And listen, we've been dealing with Google. We were one of Google's first 
uh, search ad agencies, uh, we were, you know, PP, Google AdWords as was, now Google Ads. Um, we developed software off the back of it called DC Storm used by, by media planning buying agencies across Europe. And uh, we, not that we know how the Google algorithm works, but Google knows when something's, we use the word authentic, someone it knows when something's just been written non, like nonsense. Yes. Because it's just out there, it's got lots of keywords in it and, and they think it's going to rank. And then, so when someone's looking for my software tool or for my whatever I'm selling, a pair of sneakers or whatever, um, I'll be top of Google and then they'll choose me sort of thing. Guess what? It ain't going to happen. If you haven't got your story right, and more importantly, this is where we're finding things happening a lot more. People are going back. We talk about analog. People are going back to basics about brand, mm. what the brand values are, mm. what they stand for, getting all those sort of things. Then we can show them how to use AI to either incorporate some of the APIs or the tools yes. for their systems that they use internally yeah. or for their – so AI, like anything else, there's no quick fix. That's this right. is not a, a thing. And if you use it badly, it comes across as unauthentic, as fluff, as everything else. And then you've got a bigger problem because people don't trust you anymore. And trust is a very, very big thing right now. People, all they're looking for is trust, authenticity, uh, belief, all of those different things. Because at the end of the day, organizations when they sit down and they're either launching a product or they're launching a business or they're in business for a while <clears throat> excuse me they ha they are asking themselves questions like what should our website look like what should our sales materials be what internal guiding principles should we have what tone of voice should we use um should this tone vary um how do we describe ourselves what do we so unless you're answering those kind of questions Unless you're clear on those sort of things, AI is not going to help you. That's right. Once you get the basics there, then AI will help you. We could we, then we show our clients. That's right. Uh, not just different prompts, but but really how to use different AI tools, how to use certain tools with each other, how to yeah. understand things. So when they, when we talk to them, they're hugely disappointed because they're like, "Oh, we thought this would be a quick fix." Well, no, it was never a quick fix. That's because right. you're, you know, if you're say if your lead time on a on a lead from an inquiry to a sale to getting that deal over the line, and it came from a piece of marketing material or the communication between you between you talking initially to that person, whether they call you, and in our business, most clients are calling in. Because they're making their own minds up, sure, about who they're going to use, and the and the and the companies that we deal with, they've got no idea who's looking at their. Uh, we know we're helping them understand who those buying committees are and who's looking at their, at their their brand, but they've already made their mind up by the time they contact them. Now, whether they're top of the funnel, middle or bottom of the funnel, you're communicating with them all the way down, all the way all through, the way down, all the way through. Now. If I if I want to download a playbook or want some information from an organization, it's because I'm genuinely interested in it. I don't need 10 emails after I've done that to say, hey, just you downloaded our thing. Can we interest you in a demo? Can we do this? Can we do that? And bombard email them to death and put them off their brand. It's yeah. so damaging. 
So we talk about that a lot um, yeah, in it, terms of, it, and where AI fits in and where it's got to fit in. Yeah. So I'm sorry I'm not answering your question in terms of like how does AI – because you've got to fix those things first. Agreed. And AI is going to be different to – again, it's going to be different to one organization. But the one thing, just to answer your question very um, – where AI can help you with is content creation. Once you have actually got your basics right, it can help you write, help write uh, communication material, help you write blogs, create videos. Um, uh, the um, Microsoft's uh, new tool that's just come out on Windows 11, which name escapes me, which is terrible because I'm part of a Microsoft um, talk, a, a business group. Um, but that that is... Phenomenal. You know, it can take a word piece of something you've written in Word and create a PowerPoint presentation into it. And then that PowerPoint presentation, can create a video from it. But it has to be right. That's right. All the content has to be right. So, yeah, yeah, we're almost out of time, but sense. I just I want yes. to comment. I just want to kind of unpack a, a little bit of what you were saying. So first thing is years ago when, you know, with the dot coms, we were that was called the information age and people can Google and find anything at their fingertips or on their phone. And we, mm. it was the information age, right? Curiosity. Well, now that has evolved even further where people are looking for information from us, but they want engagement, right? They want to have an experiential um, yes. engagement, not just we're on blah, 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 throwing, because mm. we could Google and get whatever information we want. People want more than that. The other thing you said is AI is a beautiful resource and tool for streamlined efficiencies on the back end. But if our messaging is crap going in, AI is just going to create more crap, not even yes. better crap, just more mm. of it. So we have to start with the clarity. And, and this is something I say too, Reggie, with, with my, when I teach, right? When I, I teach my uh, clients, my salespeople, if, if there's not clarity in what you're saying to them and they, it's, it's convoluted or, or, or misunderstood, they're not going to make a decision. So you could have the best product sitting on the shelf, but if you're marketing and you are not articulating truly how it's going to help that person with whatever the situation is, right? If they have bad feet and they need these sneakers or orthotics, but the mm. information is, is muddy. And then they meet with you thinking, I think this is what I want. And then you can't be clear with, with how you communicate. The sale is not going to move forward. The marketing isn't going to help. So again, I like that idea of it's got to be the engagement, but it has to have clarity from the beginning to the very end. Otherwise, we're leaving money on the table and we're wasting a lot of time and effort for nothing. We're out of time, but I, I just want to share, please, please, if you have questions, reach out to Reggie directly. His email is reggie.james at digital-clarity.com website digital-clarity.com and there is a free gift i'll put the link in the show notes can you tell everybody what the free uh free gift is right the, the, the free gift is 10 mistakes that it's aimed at ceos but it's available to everyone 10 mistakes that people make uh every day within their marketing and it's it. it's some of the ways that they can actually address those so if you're interested in that please email me and i would love to share that so i will send you the link yeah. Thank you so much. And again, uh, this is great for business owners. This is great for chief marketing officers. This is great for CEOs. The more we can understand these different topics, I think just the better we can execute within whatever, whatever the size of your organization. And the other thing, um, I, I just wanted to say, um, is again, with that clarity, 
we just can make, we, we could be so much more efficient if we're all moving the ship in the same direction instead of everybody, you know, kind of in chaos um, behind the scenes. Um, Reggie, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's late in England right now. So thank you so much for, right. for joining us. Um, I truly enjoyed our conversation. Likewise. Thank you so much, Connie. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope, I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover together, no matter where you are on your journey of change. I truly hope my guests and I provide some insight, some tangible ideas or solutions that you could be potentially looking for. Um, you know, things change and things don't change at the same time. So as you find these resources, if we can work smarter and not harder, sign me up every day. So again, um, check out Reggie's stuff. I hope it helps you move the needle on whatever change you're navigating within your life. Um, thank you for tuning in to Enlightenment of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.com. I truly am honored to have you on this journey of change with me. And you inspire me um, with feedback and the reviews and stuff that you write on the on the show. So if you haven't, please subscribe, rate and review. I re- read the love. I feel the love and I appreciate the love from every one of you. And with that said, I love you all. Thank you for tuning in every week. And I, I hope I see you next week. Have a great week. Be inspired. Take the information, take the ideas, do something with it. Action creates reaction. And you know me, that creates magic on the back end. I love you all. I'll see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.